coming up on This weekend Games. I'm going to take on the arena net drama and try not to shoot myself in the foot. Also, a slew of acquisitions across the board. Facebook, EA, THQ, Nordic, Warner Brothers. Who isn't acquiring people? Coming up, This weekend Games. Welcome to This Week in Games. I'm Eric McConnell, and I'm here to break down all the video game news for this week. And we actually had some news this week. So, start off our big news of the week. And it's not really the biggest news, but I guess it's the biggest hot, bucket, hot button topic this week. And it's Jessica Price fired from ArenaNet after taking on... It's hard to say if they're trolls or not, taking on people on Twitter. So... Jessica Price is a the narrative designer. So narrative designers are, I guess the simplest way to put it, they're writers, but they do other things too. They can do everything from like design characters, design how characters interact, dictate kind of thematic elements in the game. They're kind of the polar opposites of a system designer. And they, they're less into game design, more into writing, more into character, characterization, things like that. So, Jessica Price was on Twitter, tweeting out on ArenaNet's Guild War 2 writing process, and then someone chimed in to disagree with her, so let's go to the tweets. Okay, Jessica Price. The dirty secret is, I'm not sure if it's possible to make an MMORPG or CRPG character compelling because people have many different expectations about what that character will be as opposed to the pre-designed character in the single player game. That's fair. Um, so she's like tweeting out a bunch of stuff. She was doing a Reddit AMA, blah, blah, blah. Some, I guess he's a YouTube streamer. Deror comments, really interesting thread to read. However, allow me to slight disagree slightly. I don't believe the issue lies in MMORPG genre itself, as your wording seemingly suggests. I believe the issue lies in the constraints of the living stories narratives design. And then he goes on and rambles on a bit. And uh, then she basically says, thanks for telling me how to do my job. And they go back and forth and blah, 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 drama happens. So it ends up <laughs> with kind of a great tweet. And I actually love this. The next rando, rando asshat who attempts to explain the concept of branching dialogue to me is getting insta-blocked. Perfect. <laughs> That's a perfect way to follow that up. Basically, what turns out is, I guess, Price angered fans and was eventually fired by ArenaNet president Mike O'Brien. So... It's kind of like one of these things where I think when shit like this happens, people like to go insta black or white. You know, you have people going blah, blah, blah. People can say whatever they want. It doesn't matter. Um, you can't fire them. She was like just on her own personal Twitter account. And then on the other side, you have people who are like, once you're, you know, talking about company stuff and you have the company's name in your Twitter profile, you know, you're held responsible, blah, 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 blah. And obviously, like everything in life, the, the the subtlety or the gray in the middle is really where the answer lies. And you have to take everything for context. So I'll give my opinion on this because I think every journalist has. 
I don't think it's appropriate to fire people over this crap. I mean, come on. It's like a little Twitter rant. She called people rando asshats. Whatever. You know, like, it wasn't anything, like, crazy. She wasn't saying anything that, like, you could say rando asshat on network television, I'm pretty sure, these days, and be fine. So it wasn't anything crazy. I think she was upset because of Rena Nett, and I quote, fold it like a cheap card table. <laughs> That's a great uh, metaphor. But you have to understand, Arena Net, Guild Wars, first of all, actually, I'm not going to back up Arena Net. Guild Wars 2 is pretty old, and I can't imagine it's raking in the money. So it's pretty shitty of you, Arena Net, to just kind of like not back your employee or not even say, like, you know, yeah, employees shouldn't talk to people that way, but. You know, it's her own personal Twitter account. No, they just insta-fired her without any discussion. And they let the mob dictate what should happen with the company. And I think that's where they went wrong. So when you're a company and you let these, like, mobs... Because I think the initial back and forth was, you know, you can think of what you want. But it was, like, it was what it was. Two people, one person was annoyed that someone else was telling her how to do her job. The other guy wasn't actually being that trolly, wasn't actually being that terrible. So, I mean, there's some subtlety back and forth. Who cares? Because, you know, it's two people over Twitter. And frankly, like, if you're going to judge people by how they talk over Twitter, look at our president. <laughs> so, but yeah, what's really bad is once the kind of, like, toxic hate started spewing up, and I will say when women in the game industry who are a part of game developer teams start to feel annoyed because people tell them how to do they, their job. There's like this group of guys with pitchforks ready to tell them how they're pieces of shit or whatever, you know, like think of every terrible thing a guy could say to a girl. And I'm sure that all went her way. So instead of arena net backing her up, or at least like trying to get in between her and the fans and cool it off and maybe tell her not to tweet or something. You know, they just insta-fired her. And this actually gives the mob ammo and power that they didn't have before. Because now you're letting a group of, like, just randos, rando asshats, if I'm going to quote Jessica Price, kind of dictate what you do with your company and your employees. So what if next time, you know, Mike O'Brien is talking to someone, and then everyone on Reddit just starts making threads about how Mike O'Brien should be fired, you know, should the board of Guild Wars 2 and ArenaNet fire Mike O'Brien, the president who fired Jessica Price? So that's where you went wrong, ArenaNet. Never give the power to, you know, random anonymous people on the internet. Never let people bully you into firing people and... Once you do that, you've kind of justified their behavior. And now they feel like, hey, we were rewarded for this once. We'll probably be rewarded for this again. Let's keep doing it. So I'm not going to say Jessica Price, good or bad, or whoever that uh, YouTube game streamer she was arguing with, good or bad. That's That doesn't matter. What matters is ArenaNet just firing someone over a tweet storm. She didn't say anything derogatory. She didn't say anything worth getting fired over. And uh, it frankly doesn't matter because it's Twitter. I mean, God, our president says worse shit every week. 
and you fired her because a bunch of anonymous people on the internet just started gathering hate around her for no reason. So bad on you, ArenaNet. Uh, I already don't play your games because they're not very good, but if I did, I'd stop playing. <laughs> okay, so let's get on to more business news, you know, stuff I normally cover. So Facebook, this is, this is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> so when I first read this uh, article, I actually thought it was something else, but I'll read you the title. GameIndustry.biz reports Facebook invested $88.3 million to expand its Redmond Oculus headquarters this year. Yeah, but the $88.3 million didn't actually build anything. What's batshit crazy is the $88.3 million was just on, was like mostly on permits. Isn't that ridiculous? It's like permits and leases and things that go with construction, but actually like most of the construction was less than 88 million. But overall Facebook spent 106 million on construction and permits over the last 3 years. But the 88 million was specifically for the Oculus headquarters this year. So it kind of goes back to what like Mark Zuckerberg announced what is their conference called? F8. Um, he wanted to get a billion people into virtual reality. And, you know, they're trying to do this uh, kind of phoneless Oculus Go model. And, yeah, I mean, I guess putting his money where his mouth is. If you're going to get virtual reality and a billion people, the one thing is the Oculus Go is $200. You need to subsidize that baby a lot more than that. That shit should be like $25 figure out how to like steal all the bio data you can and sell that to advertisers to subsidize that thing down because $200 isn't going to reach a billion people. You know better than that, Zuckerberg. But uh, I guess you're spending on expanding the production, so that's good. Interesting, interesting. I want, I want virtual reality to succeed, guys. I just don't see it. I don't see it right now, you know. I don't see it. It's too expensive, too many headaches. You know, no killer apps. It needs a killer app. It needs a killer use case. It needs, like, this is the thing that everyone and their mom is going to want a virtual reality device for. And it just makes sense. And it just, like, feeds some hidden desire we didn't even know we had. But I don't see it with VR yet. Um, let's see if Facebook can deliver. So, and less interesting news EA acquires industrial toys. So, Industrial Toys is a California development studio, and it's made by the former Bungie CEO and Disney executive, Alex Seropian. So they released an Iowa shooter, Midnight Star, in 2015 in a sequel um, about a year later, I think, and it has less than 15 people working on it. So frankly... God, whenever you, I see shit like this go down, because I've never even heard of Midnight Star, I doubt it's raking in money. For EA, a giant monolith of the game industry, to go out of its way and acquire a 15-person studio that's made two games that I've never heard of, I have to assume this is all just <laughs> to get Alex Seropian on board. I mean, former Bungie CEO, former Disney executive. This dude must be some like big deal. 
and uh, I guess he wouldn't shut down his company. So EA was like, "Okay, we'll just pay you a buttload of money to come uh, <laughs> to come join our team." So there's my outsider take on that. THQ Nordic acquires Handy Games. So THQ Nordic uh, randomly still acquiring games companies every month. I don't even know what the hell's going on. Like, where do these guys get this money? <laughs> but uh, um, Handy Games, known for free-to-play mobile games. Uh, I guess the looking at the list of their games, Townsman, Clouds and Sheep, Guns and Glory. Never really heard of them. I've heard of Townsman, but uh, these aren't chart toppers, I guess. Um, and the studio is trying to branch into smartwatch and like Samsung and Sony, like, uh, smart gear games. Um, and then with that comes like VR games and other things. I think they're just experimenting around and good for them because free to play mobile is a crapshoot now. Anyways, THQ Nordic acquires handy games. And I guess they're going to kind of ship all their small projects to them. So sounds like win-win for Handy Games. They, they seem to be the tinker-type studio. And THQ Nordic seems to not know what to do with all the studios they acquired. So they'll probably just send a bunch of IPs to them to tinker with. So pretty interesting. All right, Warner Brothers acquires Plex Chat. Okay, Warner Brothers, big monolith, has Harry Potter and Game of Thrones and has all these IPs that they kind of whore out to other companies to make mobile games for and other types of games. Plex Chat is a communications app that was used by clans in mobile games, specifically and mainly Clash Royale clans. Um, it's kind of the alternative to the in-game clan chat that Clash Royale provided for you. Yeah, so I guess uh, Warner Brothers acquired Plex Chat and all signs point to all future games using Plex Chat. So Harry Potter, Westworld, Game of Thrones, the upcoming new Harry Potter game, shoving Plex Chat in. <laughs> so good job, Plex Chat. Enjoy the payout. All right. Uh, let's see. App Lovin launches a publishing division, Lion Studios. App Lovin, it's kind of like a discovery platform for mobile games. They probably just want money so they realize that they can just quote unquote publish okay let me go into a rant i'm just gonna stop reading this stupid article so <laughs> publishing on mobile is terrible when you published on console back in the day it actually made sense because the publisher had relationships with gamestop and all the retail people and also help you like print the disc, uh, ship the disc, did all of that crazy, like, complex logistics, and helped market the game and did everything and then took 30%. Fucking the app store, you just you just submit an app, people. Like, why are publishers taking 10 to 30% unless they're guaranteeing you sales or guaranteeing you some marketing budget that's very high that you couldn't like ever achieve yourself through fundraising why the hell are you letting random companies publish your like your games on mobile it doesn't make sense that's my little rant mobile publisher unless supercell or like zynga or like some giant company comes to you and it's like we want to publish your game and we're only going to take 10 percent. if one of those companies came to me and said that i'd be like fuck yeah let's do it because you have a lot of eyes on your games but 
if like random company who's never published a game and has no successful games themselves comes to you and says that come on come on people all right some uh, random news and it's kind of sad I was looking forward to this. Apparently, the Asian Titanfall is canceled. So Nexon, EA, and Respawn were working together to make an Asian fo- Asian focused Titanfall, and they canceled it. And I'm sad because everything that comes to mind is just giant samurai and ninja Titanfall mechs. And uh, you took it from us. You took it from us. <laughs> All right. Next up, I'm just gonna skip over this really fast. Artcraft Entertainment uh, is going to create new MMO tech. So they're working on a game called Crowfall. It's not going to go anywhere. Um, But Artcraft Entertainment is kind of branching from Crowfall, like a lot of companies do, the Artisan Engine. So just like Unreal is named after the video game series Unreal, um, the game engine Unreal was just they took that and they kind of like whatever commoditized the game engine for other game uses that's what they want to do with this artisan engine the problem is is they're like looking to appeal to developers to make large-scale mmos first of all no one's trying to make large-scale mmos right now maybe one company you don't see vcs like throwing money at large-scale mmos they tried that it's called 15 years ago when that shit didn't work um so it's just ridiculous that that's your uh, target. And then on top of that, let's say someone does want to make it. Let's say Game of Thrones wants to make a large-scale MMO. Well, they're certainly going to not, like, like uh, contract out Artcraft Entertainment's random artisan engine to make their Game of Thrones MMO. I mean, if you already have Game of Thrones and you're willing to light money on fire in the form of an MMO, you're just going to make the engine yourself. So... I, I'm not even going to like mention the rest of the story because it's kind of worthless. <laughs> All right. Two, uh, two people news, and then we're done for the week. So James Olin retires from Bioware. So 22 years, the creative director is leaving Bioware to work on, quote, smaller and more personal projects. Now, what that means is Bioware was acquired and... Uh, a while ago and bioware has been shoveling shit since it's acquired and he's tired of it so that's pretty much what i read so bioware for you those who don't know he was actually lead designer on baldur's gate one or two and never winter nights that's awesome so back before they were acquired by uh bioware's ea right yeah back before they were acquired by ea bioware used to like make these beautiful rich rpgs um and then ea acquired them and they made crap and so after many years of that he's leaving to start his own thing good luck to him can't wait to see what he comes out with anyone who was back in the old days of bioware i'll play whatever you ship so just let me know finally i covered this guy leaving blizzard a while ago ben brody uh, finally forms his new studio. He's It's called Second Dinner. He's going to be the chief creative officer. That's pretty interesting that he's not taking the CEO spot. But I guess probably doesn't want to deal with the business. Probably just wants to have fun being creative. Um, he was 15 years at Blizzard. He was kind of like the main dude. 
on Hearthstone. His studio is up and running, but he won't say what they're working on yet. So that'll be pretty interesting to see what he uh, shoots out after all those years of Blizzard. And that's the end of the game news this week. Thank you for joining us on This Week in Games. I'm Eric McConnell. Come back next week. We'll break down all the video game news. Um, Hopefully I'll have more energy than I had this week, but maybe I'll have less energy. (laughs) See you guys later.